reckon that they could be a children's TV presenter? We love them here, don't, don't suggest that to him, but I reckon he could do that. Now, just so that we're really clear, we are not celebrating Halloween. We simply wanted to try and help each other grasp the opportunity that that day brings into our lives. Um, because there will be people knocking on your doorstep. Or there are opportunities, what we've often done what we call reverse pruning, which means that we go and knock on other people's doors and give them tips about children's TV presenting. And, uh, you know, you may have children that are going to a Halloween party and all things like that. Can I just remind us that if you said yes to Jesus, you are a carrier of life. And the Bible says that he that is in you is greater than he that is on your doorstep or that is at the party that you're going to. You do not have to worry about being contaminated. In fact, your calling as a Christian is to contaminate the environments that you go into. Does that make sense? You up for that? So don't fear. We're not celebrating it, we're grasping an opportunity. So grab some bats and you go to it big on Wednesday night. Go and be radically Okay, what are you most often afraid? What's your go-to threat if you pray? Surveys have actually shown that most people pray at some point in their life, whether or not they have any faith. So you might be here as a follower of Jesus. Hopefully, um, if that's a decision you've come to, you'll come to even the place that you're exploring that conversation with God. Because you may be here this morning, you've not yet said yes to Jesus. You're very welcome here this morning. And you may be somebody that prays at moments in your life. What do you most often pray? Could you take one minute to talk to the one or two people next to you and just share that? What do you most often pray? And you might share, I don't pray yet. But if I did, this is what I think I would pray. You may be someone who regularly prays. What do you pray for? One or two minutes. What is your go-to prayer? Okay, let's gather back together again. All sorts of things were probably shared in those moments. Um, when, when people have been surveyed, the most common prayers are prayers for family, thanking God for something, prayers for healing, and prayers for friends. So those are the, the top four that come out of those. In the vineyard, we have a favorite prayer. It's a very simple prayer. It's one that has been prayed in one form or another by churches for over 2,000 years. It's a prayer that's an integral part of the story of the vineyard. It's prayed in pretty much every vineyard church globally. We pray it here pretty much every Sunday. It's part of our liturgy. Very simple prayer. Come, Holy Spirit. It's a very simple prayer. It's a prayer that is at the heart of who we are as a vineyard church and as Riverside Vineyard Church. And so it's part of our series, which is titled The Heart of Who We Are, looking at the core of who we are. We've been pointing to this book, uh, Vineyard Bays. There are copies at the book desk at the back. It's only £5. This week, if you're tracking through the series with us, um, Chapter 4 will unpack more of what we're going to be sharing about this morning. You were here last week. Um, we shared about being different together. That's actually not in the book. 
picked us all up. We made an invitation again, an encouragement that we continue to be different together. And one of the ways that we can do that is by sharing a table with some people that are culturally different to ourselves. We did this last year. I want us just to be a part of who we are. So can I just encourage you, you know, that there'll be someone culturally different to who you are within about five feet of where you are right now. It's an, it's a, it, just make an invitation. It might be in your home. It might be a place um, outside where you can invite somebody. That's a part of who we are. Today, come Holy Spirit is what we're going to be talking about. If you have a Bible, could you turn to Acts chapter 4? You might want to have one on paper. You might have a gadget that you use. The story about two of Jesus' disciples, Peter and John. And the, 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 where it fits in the bigger story is this, is that Jesus has ascended back to heaven. The church has started, the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit poured out. And Peter and John and the other disciples, they went out and they, and this is a very technical term, they did the stuff. That's part of vineyard vocabulary. They did the stuff. That is shorthand for doing the things that Jesus was doing. So healing the sick, bringing life, bringing freedom, speaking good news, doing the stuff. And that actually tells us something really important, the fact that they were doing the stuff. And one of the things it tells us is that our world is broken, that it needs healing, that it needs freedom, that it needs good news, that it needs the life of Jesus. And so that's the main reason why we pray Holy Spirit, because we find ourselves in that kind of world. So in the chapter before, the one we're going to look at this morning, back in Acts chapter 3, God had used Peter and John to bring healing to this guy who had been lame since birth. This is a rhetorical question. Is there anyone here who knows someone that needs healing? Ever. Have you ever come across somebody Go to their friends and they go to their church. And 
prayed together. Let's pray a great prayer. And you can read that in chapter 4 of Acts. You can read it from verse 24 and following. And the prayer starts, Sovereign Lord. The reminder that God is King. And then they pray uh, the words that you'll actually find in Psalm chapter 2. They recall that the world that we live in is broken and unjust, but that our pain is met in the person of Jesus Christ. And then they pray this. Verses, we're going to read from verses 29 to 30. I'm actually going to use the message um, version of the Bible this morning, in part because it gives a fresh hint to it, and also, as some of you will know, that this verse was put together by a guy called Eugene Peterson. He passed away at the end of last year. So in part, it's a, a thankfulness for his life. You know, he often spoke, spoke about a long Jesus bridge in the same direction. Same disaster, but with a turn of his life. So I'm going to read
actually give us hearts to say, you are the one we put forward to vote for. And there's faith to take, there's a shot to take, because there is no other side to take. And that, that, that's what I'm hoping when I knock on a friend's door, that I'm welcome there, and that we have time for this. When we pray, come Holy Spirit, we're responding to a knock on the door. We're responding to a God who is reaching out to us all the time. I believe that God is reaching out to every one of us at every moment of our life, whether we know Him or not. He is constantly reaching out to us. He is constantly knocking on the door of our lives. That might be familiar language. Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And this is my paraphrase. If you invite me in, we're going to sit down and have chocolate cake. In other words, we are going to have a personal conversation. Knocking on the door of our lives. Because when we say yes to Him, we enter into that ultimate agreement. And so we pray, Holy Spirit, we pray, come Holy Spirit, because we want that life of connection with God. We want to live by the Spirit. We want to be filled by the Spirit. We want to be led by the Spirit. We want our lives to be shaped and formed by the fruit of God's Spirit in us. We want to be empowered by the gifts of God's Spirit. And so we pray, come Holy Spirit. It's a prayer of welcome. It's a prayer of invitation and of an expectation that God is knocking on the door of our hearts and will come in to get us. Third thing. Come Holy Spirit is a prayer that surrenders control. Have you noticed what happened after that group of people, that church, prayed that prayer? Have you noticed what happened in verse 31? The room shook. The room shook. So the heart of that prayer, come Holy Spirit, is an acknowledgement that God is God and that we are not. And that if we're going to pray that prayer, if we're invited to come, we have to realize that He is going to do what He wants to do. And that we are still in any way controlled by Him. You might have, have people read T.S. Lewis' Chronicles of Narnia? Those books, Aslan the Lion, all of that. There's a, there's a line in one of those books, The Last Battle. It's spoken by King Tyrion. And he reminds us that Aslan is a lion, but he says this, he is not a tame lion. He's not a pet. He's a lion. You know, you might have heard people say that the Holy Spirit is a perfect gentleman. And then he goes on, he won't make you do something you don't want to do. Really? Have you read the story of Jonah? Have you read that? He'll wait until you're ready. Really? Have you read the stories of Moses, of Peter, of numerous other people through Scripture? He'll wait until we say yes. Really? Have you read the story of Saul on the road to Damascus? Surrender control to Him. 
Holy Spirit is a prayer that we can all pray. Whatever your language, whether you, whatever your age, whether you're old or young, in fact, I think you could pray. If you're a parent, you could pray one of the best prayers that you could ever pray. We can all pray this because we believe that everybody gets to participate. Everybody can be filled with the Holy Spirit, and everybody can do the stuff. Every one of us can uh, be released by Jesus to heal the sick if we ask the Holy Spirit to do that. We can all bring life and freedom to our communities if we ask the Holy Spirit to fill our lives and overflow from our lives into the environments that we go to. It's a prayer we can all pray. And fifthly, come Holy Spirit is a prayer that God loves us. It is not a magic wand prayer to liven up the Christian life. Not that kind. It's a prayer that says, God, I am creating space for you, and you are welcome to do whatever you want, because I know that you are always good. And it's a prayer that asks God to shape your life. The story we read in Acts chapter 4. Those Christians asked God for the empowering to speak with fearless courage, to be released in healing and signs and wonders, and God answered. God answered their prayer. He shaped the room, He shaped their lives, and He shaped up the world. Thank you for your presence. We acknowledge your presence here. We come 